It's your boy Wilder. Just checking in, letting you guys know what's going on around the league. That's right, NBA is about to start. And the NBA top 100 players debating where Kevin Durant would rank if healthy. Most overrated, underrated names, biggest snubs. Our panel of NBA writers collectively put LeBron James in the number one spot in this year's top 100. But one of the worthy challenges, Kevin Durant was ruled ineligible because of his ruptured Achilles tendon that is expected to sideline him all season. In this roundable discussion about the rankings featuring James Herbert, Colin Ward, Henninger, and Michael Kasky, Lomain, we'll start there. Imagine a world in which Durant made it through the 2019 playoff injury-free. Number one, if Kevin Durant were healthy, where would he rank? James Herbert, number one. I think because he looked like the best player in the league in the postseason, there's a covet. Though, in the alternative universe, where would have been able to see Durant go up against Kawhi Leonard in the NBA Finals for longer than 12 minutes? And we must assume that the matchup would have influenced our thinking. What if Leonard had thoroughly outplayed him? Colin Ward Huntington. Man, this is tough. Based on what I saw in the playoffs before an initial calf injury, I say that Durant belongs at number two, right behind LeBron. I feel there might be some recency bias with what we saw with Kawhi in the playoffs, and I just need to see him do it again for a full season before I believe he's fully healthy. Durant, on the other hand, has proven that he can do it year in, year out. You throw in the fact that we would be relatively unleashed in his new Brooklyn surroundings after having to sacrifice so much with the Warriors and Durant would have been in line for a monster season. Michael Caskey, fully healthy, he would have ranked the number two in my on my personal list, just behind LeBron James. Durant is most deadly force on the offensive end of the tie NBA. He can score in virtually every position way, possible way, and he can get it done defensively, too. James' playmaking and natural leadership ability are the two traits that set him apart from Durant in my mind. But when both are at the peak of their powers, it's really close. Which player players have we collectively underrated? Herbert. I'll mention the current and former Rocket Eric Gordon at number 69 is too low for my liking, perhaps because his unimpressive shooting percentage undersell his ability. There's a value in the volume of threes he takes and the distance from which he takes them. And because while he isn't considered a stopper, he has proven more than capable of defending multiple positions. I also had Chris Paul at number 31 significantly higher than anybody else did. As I generally a sucker for basketball IQ, I am not convinced that he is over the hill. I am also much more bullish than the rest of our staff on young bigs, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Demonstrous Bonus, who were ranked numbers 51 and 71 respectively. Ward Hamilton, I know there's a moment that says he puts up somewhat empty steps, but Devin Booker should be high on the list. He's proven himself to be an ideal model going offensively. Able to shoot 
and a playmaker from both guard positions. You don't average 27, 7, and 4 with over two threes per game or less. You're an elite player, and Booker, for whatever reason, doesn't get that kind of praise, especially since we're projecting for this season in which he finally has a true point guard on his team in Ricky Rubio. Booker is underrated, underrated at number 32. Kasky. There was a point in time where I thought Chris Porzingis was number three, was overrated, but the tables have turned. Now that Porzingis has missed nearly a season and a half, he's become underrated, at least on our list. Well, he is able to bounce back from a tough ACL injury remains a legitimate question, but all the talent and potential that Porzingis flashed in New York is still there, and he is still just 24 years old with a bounce back season in Dallas. He could climb much higher in our rankings next year. Which players' players have we collectively overrated? Herbert, I'm fully aware that DeAndre Ayton at number 86 and Marvin Bagley at 74 could make me look silly for putting them in an overrated category, but I am only doing that for now. As intriguing as their skill sets are, Ayton and Bagley exist in the awkward space that many young players occupy. Their flaws make them less than ideal supporting players and supporting players, that's right. Uh, the top two picks in 2018 draft are solid counting stats and all sorts of upside, but I want to see them contribute and winning. I'm worried about them playing out a position and power forward to Ward. It plans, it pains me to say this, but I'll offer the contribute contribution that Hoffman makes on both ends of the court is well documented, but if we're talking about his impact on his specific 76 team, we're still not sure how he and MP will fit in together. For the specific season, I think that the number 29 is too high. The 30-year-old will be valuable to a Philly team with championship aspirations, but I would put players like Booker, Chris Middleton, and Paul ahead of him. Caskey, averaging, after averaging a pedestrian 7.3 points and 4.5 rebounds per game in two seasons ago, Pascal Seacom, ranked 28 on our list, had a breakthrough season for the Raptors, and he was named the league's most improved player as a result. As while he is, was certainly impressive, I need to see more of him before I'm sold. Seacom will have an opportunity to take a big-time step forward again with Lenny gone, and if he does, he will solidify his spot. Until then, however, he's not a top 30 player in my eyes. Which players' players outside of the top 100 have a fairly snub? Herbert, DeJon Murray. He was getting most improved player buzz before Turner's ACL cost him entire 2018-19 season, and it feels like we forgot about him. We should have not. Uh, he was a believable defender before the injury, and I'm expecting a big jump on offense now. I am also partial to Brogdon, Bronovich, Andre Iguodala, and Ricky Rubio. Ward, try as you might, you can't convince me that Brogdon, Bronovich, isn't going to be a top 100 player this season. He averaged 14 points and 4 assists last season in less than 30 minutes per game. And and his absolute knockdown shooter, both in catch-and-shoot situations 
and off the dribble, I think he's going to thrive in Luke Walton's system as a smart, versatile guard. And that, at the end of the season, will look back at not ranking him as a big mistake. Keski, Iguodala probably should have made the list. He'll, yeah, he'll turn 36 in July and January, and he isn't as athletically inclined as he used to be. And his regular season production has dipped a bit, but he remains one of the league's best perimeter defenders and possesses an extremely high IQ. It remains to be seen which team Iguodala will be suiting up for, but when the games matter, there aren't 100 players better than Iggy. Five, which players' players were the most difficult to rank? Herbert, I still have no idea what to do with Gordon Hayward, number 48, and Ray returned from injury timelines. Made Victor Oladinko number 25 and Clay Thompson number 26 tough too. Tough ones too, but the most difficult part for me was figuring out how to account for flaws of young, high-usage guards like Booker, Jamal Murray, number 40, and Trey Young, number 45. The flaws and features of Russell Westbrook, number 19, drove me similarly crazy. Boy, Zion Williamson, number 67, was difficult to gauge since we've literally never seen him play a second of a real basketball NBA basketball game. But for me, the hardest player to rank was Westbrook. He's coming off a catastrophic shooting season, but he also averaged a triple-double for the third straight season. A feat that has somehow become underrated. The biggest reason is why he's hardest to get a grip on. However, and is that I have no idea what the offense is going to look like with him and James Harden. It could highlight all of the Westbrook talents while minimizing his faults. Or it could demand him to do things he's simply not capable of doing. To me, Westbrook is the player on the list with the most question marks. Caskey, the toughest... Mr. Wilder, man, hey, I really want to let you know I love your podcast, man. I love your show. Um, personally, I'm sending you this message from one podcast person to another. Um, you used to follow my show. I know I've been gone for like five weeks. I haven't posted a new episode in like five weeks, and so I had to take a layoff. Um, I had some personal family stuff, but I'm trying to get back started and get back to posting regularly. 
and uh, I would I would see no better way than to invite you onto my show so we can sit down and talk some sports, talk basketball, talk the XFL, man. Let's just talk some sports. So if you get this, hit me back and let's let's create a podcast together, man. Let's create an episode together, man. Let's let's knock out an episode together. All right, let me know. What up, peeps? What up, peeps? How you guys are doing? How you guys are doing? That's right. That's right. It's your boy Wilder. It's your boy Wilder. I'm back. That's right. With something different, something true, new and new for every last one of you guys. That's right. Without all of you, none of this is possible. This is your boy Wilder. And I'm going to talk about from legendary Larry Bird to the modern marvel, Stephen Curry, five three-point shooters who changed the NBA. Three ball wouldn't be as prevalent in the NBA today without the contributions of these pioneers of long distance shooting. The three point shot, which is more popular than ever in the modern era NBA, has been part of the league for 40 years. During that time, we've seen a lot of great shooters come and go. However, only a select few legitimately change the game. Some shooters are so just accurate or innovative that they are after the game as we know it, and that's exactly what the players have done. This isn't a list of the best shooters ever. Instead, the following five players are pioneers of the art of long-distance shooting. In one way or another, with that said, here's a look at what and who has an undeniable impact on the course of the three-point shooting in the NBA and the turn to change the league. Larry Bird considered the fact that the three-point line was introduced in the NBA during the Larry Bird's rookie season, 1979 to 1980. It's fair to call Bird the league's first great long-distance shooter. Bird embraced the shot immediately as he connected on 58 three-pointers during his rookie campaign. This number might not sound like a lot today, but at the time, the league leader, Brian Taylor, made only 90 on the season. Over the course of his career, Bird connected for 649 trades while shooting 37% from beyond the arc. In turn, he showed that the three-point shot was viable and dangerous. Weapon for a superstar, level player to add to his arsenal. The Boston Celtics sharpshooter led the league in a total of three-pointers twice, 1985 and 86, and then again in 86 and 87. He also won the first three-point shooting contest ever. He even won the contest in 98 without taking off his warm-up jacket. By immediately acknowledging the value of the long ball, Bird became the league's first premier deep threat. In turn, he helped to cement the shot as a central aspect of the game. Without Bird, the evolution of the three-point shot might have taken a lot longer. In many ways, Bird was ahead of his time, and if he had played in today's version of the league, 
where such a heavy emphasis is placed on a long-distance shooting, his numbers from beyond the arc would have been astronomical. While Larry Bird may have been the first great long-distance range shooter, Indiana Pacers star Reggie Miller was the first prolific three-point shooting superstar. Miller hit, a, hit at least 100 threes for his 15th straight season from 1989 to 2004. He also led the league in total threes made twice in the process. When he retired in 2005, he was the all-time leader and made three-pointers. Though he has since been passed by Ray Allen, he will also be passed by Warrior Stephen Curry in the near future, too. Nothing less, Miller was the was most feared shooter in the league during his day, as entire defensive schemes were dedicated to limiting his long-range production, something you didn't see before Miller. In addition to being extremely productive from long range, Miller was also insanely clutch, and he had a knack for knocking down threes at the most important time for Pacers opponents, just like the time he scored eight points in nine seconds against the New York Knicks in the playoffs. When Dirk Nowitzki entered the league in 1998, not very many seven-footers had the range that extended beyond the three-point line. That changed by the time he retired in 2019. In fact, the ability to space the floor has become almost prestige for a big man in the game today. Nowitzki had a whole heck a lot of to do with this, that stuff. Early on, Nowitzki was often called soft for opting to shoot threes instead of using his imposing size in the paint, as others had typically done previously. But over the course of his career, Nowitzki shifted to a narrative as to show just how dangerous a big man with the range of shooting guard could be. During his two decades with the Dallas Mavericks, Nowitzki knocked down a total of 1,982 three-pointers while shooting 38% from the long range. The winner of the NBA three-point contest in 2006, Nowitzki, sits all-time in made threes and is only seven-footer to top 20. However, thanks to his influence, that likely won't be the case for long. Stephen Curry. There's not much to say about Curry as a shooter that hasn't already been said. After leading the league in threes five times in a row from 2012 to 2017 and becoming the first and the only player ever to make 400 threes in a single season, he is widely considered the greatest long-distance shooter of all time. Curry won a three-point contest in 2015 and has also connected on an eye-popping 43% of the three-point attempts over the course of his career. Weaponizing the three-point shot like no other player has ever done before, Curry has completely reshaped the way the game is played and redefined the standard of truly great shooting. Curry's lightning quick release ability to shoot off the dribble and the seemingly endless range has wrapped floor spacing and altered defensive game plans beyond anything anyone would recognize before he came around. By propelling the Golden State Warriors to three titles in five years, Curry proved that the team built around the shooter could win at the highest level, and as such a result of his impact on the game will ever be felt forever. 
Clay Thompson being apt to playing without the basketball. And then there's Clay Thompson. He set an NBA record for 14 three pointers in a game once needed, just 90 seconds in postseason time to 11 dribbles to score 60 points. Thompson is a dream for youth coaches who consistently preach off the ball movement and try to hammer home the notion that players don't need to dominate the ball in order to be productive. No one has ever filled the role of the better. With a crazy quick release and a dead-eye aim, Thompson has redefined what it means to be a catch-and-shoot specialist. In a turn, he will likely influence a whole lot of up-and-coming players potentially worrying about their handle and less and little less instead of paying a little more attention to the other footworks and mechanics. Thompson, who won a three-point contest in 2016, boasts a career 41% average from long range. He is also already in the top 20 all-time made three list, a list that he will continue to climb over in his career. The fact that two of the most revolutionary shooters ever Thompson and Curry, our teammates, seems almost unfair to the rest of the league. That's right. This is your boy Wilder. This is your boy Wilder. Like I said, I'm up on UF Sports Podcast, and I'm talking about from legendary Larry Bird to modern Marvel Stephen Curry, five three-point shooters who have changed the NBA. And you know what, guys? I've been around a while, and I watch some of the greatest play, and I watch some of the greatest shoot. And you know what? These guys are some of the greatest shooters. Sure, there's other great shooters, but not shooters that can shoot like this and have shot like this before. That's why these guys are, these are the five top greatest shooters, three-point shooters of all time, because these guys are consistent. These guys put in work. These guys were representing for the course of their years, the course of their career. But you know what? This is just my opinion. This is just my opinion. Like I said, the three ball wouldn't be prevalent in the NBA today without controversies of pioneers of the long-distance shooting. And that is the truth. And this is your boy Wilder. You know what? Without all of you, none of this is possible. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the support. And thanks for the donations. But you know what? I will be back with something different, something new, true and blue for every last one of you. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. It's your boy Wilder. I'm back. I told you I'll be back with something different, new, true and blue for all of you. That's right. I'm back, but I'm talking about the NBA. Top 25, under 25 ranking, the NBA's best young players entering the 2019-20 campaign. In the NBA, youth essentially is a synonym for hope. Coaches love veterans, God, but aside from the lucky few who are employed by the little contenders, they know the fans are much more focused on the future. The bosses are often too. Every time a draft night still changes a team's trajectory. Every time a second or third year player pops, a world of possibility opens up. Here then are the top 25 players under 25 years old. With the emphasis on how they can improve. Full disclosure, these are not my personal rankings, which would have almost identical in terms of players included. I had... Justice Winslow and Marvin Bagley out, but differing terms of the order. Giannis Adetemko is number one. Nikola Jokic is number two. Carl Anthony Tiles is number three. 
Ben Simmons is number four. Luko Donisic is number five. Donovan Mitchell is number six. Devin Booker is number seven. Chris Porzingis is number eight. Jason Tatum is number nine. De'Aaron Fox is number ten. Jamal Murray is number eleven. Miles Turner is number twelve. D'Angelo Russell is number thirteen. Trey Young is number fourteen. Jaron Jackson is Jr. is number 15. Aaron Gordon is number 16. Jalen Brown is 17. John Collins is 18. Zion Williams is 19. Germanus Sabonis is 20. Marvin Bagley III is 21. Laurie Marquine is 22. Brandon Ingram is 23. Zach Lurveen is number 24. Lonzo Ball is number 25. A takeaways from this list. Big time, the first four players on the list, Temple, Joker, Towns, Simmons, R. Hughes, Powerful, would have locked, have looked like aliens playing with them the way they do in the early 2000s. Scroll past them if you'll... Go past them and you'll see a bunch of other rising stars who might have a big pigeonhole on post-up guys had they been born a generation earlier. It's awesome that tall kids grow up watching these guys won't have to deal with coaches who park them in the post and tell them they're soft if they want to work on their ball handling and shooting. Joking and Williamson are going to make the turn point center mainstream soon. The mighty Mavs. It was big news when the Mavs here Donison and Porzingis, but the story was put on hold because we couldn't actually watch the two of them play until now. Seeing them near the top of the list and on the floor together, I can't help but to think Dallas deserves more attention. The playoff ace race in the West is going to be a bloodbath yet again. But my only real hot take on this season is that the Mavs are capable of fighting their way in. And if they don't, then whatever. The front office traded for both of them making of the next decade, not the short term. Wiggins, Friday is the two-year anniversary of Andrew Wiggins signed a five-year contract extension worth $150 million. He was 22 then. And wow, the deal was even as risky at the time. The idea that he won't even make a list like this seems like a stretch. That he has fallen this far in real bummer, especially because if you catch him on the right night, you can see why he was picked first overall, one rookie of the year at media day. Wiggins acknowledged that people are going to doubt you, and people are going to think that you lost a step. Saying that, saying that, he would use it as a motivation, and he knows he has to add to his game. He'll be out of the contention for the 25 and under 25 next season, but it would be nice to see him back at the top 100. Mr. Cut, but still on our top 100 list. Justin Winslow, Julius Randle, DeAndre Hayden, Shai, Gregorius, Alexander, Jonathan, Isaac, Bam Amadipo, Jared Allen, just missed Deontay Murray, such an injustice, Kyle Kuzma, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Looney, other notable names, OG Edelman, Kevin Herter, 
Mike Bridges, Markel Fultz, Zach Collins, Nancy Shaman, Kelly Osborne, Mike Bridges, Jay Moran, RJ Barry, and a list of other few names. But like I said, guys, there's some great ball players at the under age of 25. Uh, these guys will be the future. As soon as a lot of these guys leave out, you can see it coming. But you know what? That's what basketball is about. The game changes every 10 years. And like I said, one of these players will change the game. And they already have my man Zion Williamson. Like I said, guys, this is your boy Wilder. This is your boy Wilder. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. Anything I could do, let me know, guys. I'll change it. I'll swip it. I'll flip it up. I'll swap it. I'll do what I could do, guys. Because you know what? Y'all guys make all of this possible. None of this will be possible without y'all. This is your boy Wilder. This is your boy Wilder. The best... The best is yet to come, guys. The best is yet to come. But you know what? I'll be back with something different, something new, true or blue for all of you. Just enjoy, guys. Enjoy.